What does your t-shirt say? Uh, this says, Julius Caesar is an artist-run project space in Chicago, Illinois. Cool. Yeah, I got it one time. Um, I think it was the first, maybe? Maybe not the first. Maybe the second time I traveled to Chicago for work. Mm-hmm. Um, I met some friends and they're artists and we did some we did some like Thursday night or Friday night art gallery hopping. Nice. And one of one of them was sort of like a we went to some really fancy ones. We went to some in kind of like the hippie neighborhood and in one of the studio spaces they had a pile of free shirts. Free. Free? Free shirts. It's like going to a Mets game. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Um, all right, cool. Is was the artist run studio space in Chicago actually called Julius Caesar or was, or was is the t shirt being facetious? Yeah. Huh? No, it's, cool. I think it's actually called Julius Caesar. Um excellent. Um this podcast is called No One Likes to Tune a Podcast. So there's that. Uh it's world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh my name is Nick Nostera, so there's that. And I'm Daryl Wong. There's that. There's that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Now um every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie. And this week we watched Furious Seven. Directed by James Wan. Starring The Rock. Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And um, Vin Diesel. And sort of Paul Walker, but not really. Mm. And uh, Jordana Brewster, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little Michelle Rodriguez in there and some uh, Ludacris. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyrese Gibson. And those are the stars of the movie. I guess you put Kurt in there. You put Jason Statham in there. You can mm-hmm. put, you can put, you can put, uh, 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 you know, um, what's his name? Tyrese. No. 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 Chris Bridges. No. No, we talked about Chris Bridges. Hmm. Um. Who plays um? Owen Shaw? Ramsey, Natalie Emanuel, mm-hmm. Luke Owens, Jaimon Hansu, Jakande, Jakande, Jakande. How could I forget? How could we forget such a memorable villain as Jakande? <laughs> so memorable who gets so much screen time and definitely isn't shifted off to the side in favor of Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. And definitely is like poised as the main villain and definitely is competent and interesting and like a well-developed character mm-hmm. and definitely isn't there just to yell things like no and shoot him and like other dumb stuff like that mm-hmm. um i think it's a big problem with this movie having too many actors no having a villain that's like ineffective and wimpy Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Statham is fine. My stock in Statham company in, in Statham Statham LLC 
has gone down significantly since we've been doing our Patreon series. Yeah. <laughs> right? Big time. Big, Big time. time. Big time. I mean, Statham is, as far as I'm concerned, Jason Statham is, Deckard Shaw is the primary bad guy in this movie. Yeah. And Mose is not. He's not right. even... But he should, know. it should be the other way around, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It should be that, like, the main threat is Jakande getting God's eye, fucking with shit, nuclear war, you know, billions of dollars in extortion from the U.S. government. Like, whatever. Like, that mm-hmm. should be the threat. Just like sort of Owen Shaw was this existential threat in Six. That wasn't really like, you know what I mean? Like there were stakes. There were like international political stakes involved. Mm-hmm. And Jason Statham should just be sort of a thorn in the side. Because they sort of do that once in a while. You know, they're like going to rescue Ramsey and then like Statham pops up. And they're going to, you know, and they're going to Abu Dhabi and like Statham pops up. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they sort of do it, but they spend so much time celebrating the fact that Statham is in this movie, including, like, opening the movie with Statham. Mm-hmm. That um, you're like, oh, who should I pick? It sort of splits your loyalties in terms of bad guyism. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they wanted to make Mose badder, give him the opening scene. Show him yeah. doing something really bad. Exactly, like shooting kids in the head or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, like no. yeah, screaming out some manifest of what he's gonna do with right. God's eye. Make it exactly. scary. Exactly. Make it scary, or make him like relatable. Some of the most mm. best villains are like, are like guy. You know, like yeah, they're doing bad shit. The means to get what they want is bad, but they're like mm. fighting for a cause that like you can sort of see the reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sort of get behind. Those are the best villains. IMO. Mm-hmm. One of the... Maybe, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, maybe you have to tie it back to some sort of destructive um, car scene that Dom participated in that... You could do that. That the crew participated in. Maybe, uh, maybe Mose owned the gas company and he was getting all of his gas tankers robbed. Right. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he lost a race war. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not the type that sounded kind of bad. Mm. Maybe he <laughs> he lost a car race at race wars. Correct. Is what I meant. Um Yeah, I mean uh, He's just kind of shoved to the side, in my opinion. Diamond's like good, you know. Like I, I'm, I don't know. He's sort of his career's kind of weird, but I'm sort of always pleased when Diamond pops up and stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about Diamond Hansu in general? Good. I'm not sure what else I've seen him in. Well, definitely the first thing I saw him in was Amistad, which I was like assigned to watch when I was in sixth or seventh grade. I watched that. Don't remember it. That seems yeah. like one of those movies they put on in afternoon history class, which 
I knew I watched, but had trouble with comprehension. Also because I didn't know anything about anything at the time, and yeah. it was difficult to put that movie into like context. context. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's too early. One, the movie's like kind of a mess. It's like not. It's not great. It spends a lot of time with like Matthew McConaughey, you know, and like Anthony Hopkins, and not like the slaves who like rebelled on the Amistad, you know. So like, there's issues there with the movie. Um, but also it's just like, I think sixth or seventh grade is like too, too young to like appreciate the historical context of what the deal is. I understand that's like weirdly the time in U.S. school system where you start learning about slavery, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's also in Blood Diamond. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. Kind of good. I think still it kind was of a Blood Diamond good. fan. Yeah, I still kind of <laughs> like Blood Diamond. <laughs> it's kind of good. Leo's doing some work in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just like been in a million sort of supporting roles, you know. Uh, he's in like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and he's in this, and he's in that weird modern Tarzan movie with Alexander Skarsgård and King Arthur and Aquaman and fucking man. like, yeah, he was in the King's man. Did we see the King's man? Did no. not watch that one. No, I don't think anybody did. Is so. that, that's part of the Kingsman is a trilogy at this. Point? Yeah. I think it's three movies at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievably. <laughs> I mean, Have you seen Kingsman? any of them? I think I probably saw, I definitely saw one. I maybe saw two. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It might be. It seemed like it's trying to capture some of the essence of um, these Jason Statham movies. In uh... yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think the Kings, the first Kingsman. You know, it's like raunchy, and if you look back at it now, it's kind of you like a little gross and whatever. But it definitely had like a lightning in the bottle quality to it that worked of like these sort of prim and proper British people kicking ass and shooting with guns and you know doing that kind of stuff. Um, Kings, the second Kingsman is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I say that I know I say a lot of hyperbolic things on this. Uh, on this podcast, but that, I think I mean that one. It's mm-hmm. it's it's so it's atrociously bad. It's offensively bad that mm-hmm. it's it, like it's so fucking bad. Um, in all corners. Um, and so I did not bother to go see The King's Man, which Ellie did. She saw it. Uh, with her mom. <laughs> Which is crazy, a crazy fact. I was out of town. I was in America. And she mm-hmm. and her mom went to see <laughs> the King's Man. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, she liked it. She said it was good. Nice. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, is, uh, is Michael Caine in the, the third one? I don't think he's in any of them. Oh, really? Colin Firth is in... Oh, Colin yeah. Yes. Mixing yes. up your firsts and your canes. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
I think what's happening is I'm replacing Austin Powers and I'm sort of merging that memory. Austin Powers' dad is played by Michael Caine. That's true. And I think I've placed that character into the Kingsman universe. Right, but he does not. I mean, maybe he exists in the same universe, I don't think. But who knows? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't think Mose is the problem in this movie. No, I don't think he's... Well... Sorry, I don't think like he, Jaiman or Mo, Mose, like is the prop the problem mm-hmm. or a problem. I just want more of it. I want yeah. that to sort of take the central role. Anyway, right. go ahead. Um, I think the Mister Nobody character is the thing that kind of cheapens the movie. Yeah, he's got the beer quip. He's got the kind of like ambiguous spy stuff. Weird, made up tech. He's got the fake death, all the winking. It's almost as if they watched the Mission Impossible movies. Mm. They're like, you know what we need to do? We need to introduce more espionage into our franchise. Yeah. And we've been talking Mission Impossible, or at least I've been bringing it up a handful of times in this. Many, several, actually. Cycle. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, I mean, uh, Fury 7 is a 2017 release, which is right when. Um, Rogue Nation, right in between, right after Ghost Protocol, right in turn, right in line with Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. I think, I think somebody in the um, Fast and the Furious writers' room watched that and was like, "That's the spice we need in mm-hmm. this movie," and yeah. the execution on that is, you know, this is what we got. We got a Mister Nobody, and we got a Bad Day Mose. I would love to read the script that they wrote for this movie that they started shooting before Paul Walker died. Mm-hmm. I would love to know how much of this script is reactionary and retooling based on Paul Walker's death and how much is stuff that they had from the outset. And I wonder, I truly wonder, if Kurt Russell was in this movie before Paul Walker died. Hmm. Hmm. Truly wonder. I mean, it's one of my the great questions of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of agree that like Mister Nobody marks the beginning of something, right? Mm-hmm. Of like something changed in this franchise when Mister Nobody came into it, because all of a sudden, like you were sort of in the realm of reality, you know, like yeah, like Reyes. Is like obviously a caricaturistic evil businessman, but he's at least like something you kind of buy, right? Mm-hmm. And the safe thing is like whatever, it's a big stunt. Like stuff, yeah. the stunt stuff was always sort of, you know, larger than life, out of the realm of whatever. I don't know. Something just shifts over where Mister Nobody like brings the wrong, brings an energy to this franchise that they obviously thought was a good idea to keep rolling with, you know? And I don't know that it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they try to enter this ghost spy mm-hmm. black ops territory as if, like, that's the best progression from going from 
thieving to heisting to fighting military guys. Like, all right, now right. after proving yourself by defeating right. Owen Shaw, that's the only natural progression is you guys are now elite level military operations. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's only I, 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 the only thing I'll say in their defense is like there's not many other places they could have gone. Mm-hmm. Right. It's sort of the only genre where it's like operating at the level that requires the type of technical stunt work that these franchises thrive on. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to do sort of Mission Impossible style, you know, crazy explosive stunts, then what are they going to do? Yeah. Like, what's your pi- like? What's your pitch? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what what do you do other than like international espionage? To like make sure that we can keep producing movies in a way that we can have the high quality, like high production stunts that we want to. And keep mm-hmm. introducing, you know, characters with different like sort of high profile actors that we want want to. Like I'm I'm not trying to I'm just saying, like, what do you do? What do you do? I have no right. idea. You know? Right. Um so I sort of get it from that perspective. I don't mm-hmm. quite think they nailed the tone. Mm-hmm. But maybe they did. Maybe they just got a different tone. Like we both love, you and I love the tone of the Mission Impossible series, right? Like it feels grounded, feels intense, it feels real. Like it's fantasy, but it's like, um, you know, it's like exciting. It's got chemi- like everybody's got chemistry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um there's a caliber of acting that's going on in those franchises that is hard to find in a lot of other big budget stuff. I don't know if that's true, but you know, but I don't think I would want the fast and the furious movies to have the same exact tone as the mission impossible. movies. Mm-hmm. Like Ethan hunt is a psychopath, you know, like I, I don't want <laughs> I don't want Vin Diesel. I don't want Dom Toretto to be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Right. I want him to be like a family, family guy, mm-hmm. family guy. So there is that, I guess. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I have an answer. Basically. Think about it. Yeah, I will. Hmm. What else you got for this uh, movie? Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it this week? Um, it's like a okay. I had an okay watch through. Yeah, it's unoffended. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about whether or not the Toronto property has homeowners insurance after oh. getting. After getting blown up, um, <coughs> seems like a homeowner's insurance. I think, I think you have to. Do you have to in LA? I don't know. Probably yes. Probably I think I think you might have to. Yeah, but so you get a payout at least. Big payout. Do you think they pay out for a uh, house got exploded by a uh, bad guy? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, as long as it's not an act of God. <laughs> right. 
They're gonna pay, you know. Flood, fire, cost extra. But if yeah. uh, you know, definitely. Uh, they got you know they got they got just take your pictures. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like file submit the them through your app. <laughs> yeah, submit them through your app through your like nation nationwide app. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep, agent will be with you shortly. To, you know, look at the damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think so too because they rebuilt the house. And... Did, yeah, did they? They they've been back there, right? I think they went back there because in, in nine the, in the end of nine. Yeah, they're back there. Yeah, so they got a full rebuild. Must have got the payout. I mean, they're not making <laughs> money off this international espionage bullshit, right? Right. They stopped getting paid after <laughs> six. Right. They stole money. They were rich, and then after they started working with uh, Hobbs, they're just you know unpaid contractors. Totally. <laughs> they're volunteers, basically. <laughs> volunteers. Yeah. They're interns with the DSS or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So home definitely insured. Um, you think any of these cars have insurance on them? You have to. It's, <laughs> this is LA. It's a major metropolitan city. You like law, you have to have insurance if you're gonna drive the car around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're yeah. probably filing yeah. claims all over the place. <laughs> Be funny. They should, you know what? Instead of like making Ludacris the tech guy, because they already had sort of Ramsey as the tech lady, he should have made him the insurance guy. He was like dealing with all their administrative. You know, he like books flights for them. He like deals with all the admin. Yeah, I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, he's out there managing the books. You know, yeah, they're getting all their rebates, reimbursements. It'd be good product placement. I know these franchises love product placement, so it'd be good for <laughs> Ludacris to be like, they're like, we need to get to Abu Dhabi. And they're like, uh, let me just hop on Travelocity.com. <laughs> I, I love that. That's an excellent advertising opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Big time. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me, man. Mm. All right. Should we do some shout-outs? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to shout-out to this week? Um, I, uh, so I would like to give a shout-out to the New York Museum of Modern Art. We went mm. to MoMA this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we have been very hardcore about um, just not going out and doing stuff. Yeah, I Public know. transportation. Yeah. So I went, we went for a, like a double, we went for like a triple covid break experience we took the subway <laughs> for the first time in a couple of years and we got some museum tickets and we had a great day um did you i noticed you call it moma and not the moma um you're on the you're on the moma side no you're not on the moma side but you're on the moma only side of okay. the argument i think there's argument this is like yeah. a headbutt some people say the MoMA because mm-hmm. technically it is the Museum of Modern Art. Mm-hmm. But some people just say MoMA. Went to MoMA because MoMA I... as an acronym in itself is sort of a nounish sounding word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I say I went to MoMA, but mm-hmm. I would never say I went to Met. Well, no, of you course. went to the Met, the Met, and you went to MoMA. 
I'm fully on your side. Oh, I mean, I would also say I went to the Guggenheim. I never went to just Guggenheim. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. I don't know. The Whitney, not mm-hmm. Whitney. So I think there's maybe a, a case strong to be made. argument. <laughs> strong argument for using for an article. For the mama. <laughs> it huh. just sounds terrible to me. It sounds completely yeah. wrong and off to me. But, you know, I'm not a mm-hmm. scientist or an art scientist. So <laughs> yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah, how was it? It was good. I like it there. I like their, like, design gallery where there's all these, like, interesting objects that um, they're sort of highlighting the, their design. You know, like, they have, like, the original, like, Jeep, you know, like a World War II Jeep where it's, like, and they have, like, Lego bricks and just, mm-hmm. like, interesting objects you just sort of don't think about as, like, really well-designed objects. And then you see them in that context and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess really some interesting design thought went into that. Mm-hmm. I'm into that part of uh, the MoMA. The MoMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a nice visit. I think they had, I mean, I haven't been there in a couple of years, so everything that was um, on display this weekend felt new to me. Mm-hmm. Like there were very few items that I had seen before and they had more stuff open than I was expecting. I think they were like at six floors now. I think the very top one was closed, but floors five and four just full displays which was great to explore all the different corners i think the layout is like pretty good you still get a little bit you know and i get i get turned around when i'm in moma oh yeah the moma because it's tough even if i'm trying to follow the it's hard it's it's, yeah it's impossible in there yeah 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 Yeah. so um weirdly the met is easier for you know what i mean to like for navigation mm -hmm. navigational purposes only if you remember how big it is, because yeah. you could easily get stuck in a wing and just forget that there's eight more of them. Yeah, that you're supposed to attack by the end. Can I ask one more question about your MoMA experience? Mm-hmm. Did you get museum feet? Which is when you walk so much that you think you're going to pass out. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just like there's a certain quality about walking around a museum. I don't know what the deal is with museums specifically, but you mm. walk around a museum for a little bit and you're like, God, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I don't know what this deal is. But like, there's something about like slowly like pacing from painting to painting or piece to piece that uh-huh. like is just runs hammers on my feet where i'm just like oh yeah 45 minutes in i'm like i gotta go home like this this is this is out of control i can't continue to move about this space in a way that's like that's crazy wow very insightful we definitely got yeah we were there for (laughs) we were there for almost three hours And we went we we went early too. I think we went around like eleven o'clock when it opened. We were there for three hours. We were trying to do stuff later in the evening. We had to come back and do like a two hour siesta. Oh no, Jess, way, man. like blew herself yeah. out. Next bo- yeah. next day couldn't do anything, was having all kinds of physical ailments as a result. Throbbing legs, general back problems, just horrific outcome. Yeah. But yeah. We definitely experienced that. Wow, man. That's nuts. <laughs> um, all right, well. Shout, shout out to out MoMA. To, shout out shout to out MoMA. 
Anti shout out to museum feet. Yeah, inescapable <laughs> museum feet. <laughs> then you like want to sit down on one of those benches. You feel like a criminal for sitting down on one of those benches. You feel like any minute a guard could come by, tell me not to sit on this bench. Yeah, let's, let's move it along. Let's move it. Yeah, along. exactly. <laughs> um, all right, I have an anti shout out. I do. I got an anti shout out here this week, unfortunately. Uh, I want to give a big anti shout out to um, the novel coronavirus of 2019. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I caught it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had it. I mean, listen, we're not trying to get political here on this podcast. I, you know, <laughs> but I had it. Uh huh. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't like. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't horrible <laughs> for me. Uh-huh. But, well, you know, it wasn't great. I had like two days of feeling crumb, crumb bump. Uh-huh. Real crumb uh-huh. bump. I'm very lucky, though, because um, I sort of got my vaccine late in this whole shabam. So I got back. To the US. I couldn't get vaccinated in New Zealand for a while, so I flew back to uh, New York. Uh, I was going to be there for six months, and I got like vaccinated the first like hour I got back to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that what that did was it put me on like a booster cycle where I couldn't get boosted while I was in mm-hmm. the U.S. And so when I flew back to New Zealand, I got boosted, but um, and then like COVID popped off here. Like, it's growing crazy over here. <laughs> we got so much fun COVID right now. It's like we never got hit with a wave, ever. You know, like, uh-huh. ever. So there was always, like, maximum, like, a 1,000 cases. And that was right at the beginning. And then from since then, it's, like, been nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, there's, like, 20,000 cases a day. Just pop it off. So, but I got boosted, like, three weeks ago. And then got COVID. And was like, oh. hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I was Good fresh. Time. I was fresh as hell. Like I was, uh-huh. I was so ready to get it, and I got it. And I was like, "All right." Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do they? Do they? Are they able to tell you which variant you got? I got Omicron. It's the only shit here. Basically, mm-hmm. we cast Delta into the fucking Tasman Sea. Mm-hmm. We didn't fuck around with Delta. We had no business dealing with Delta. So Delta didn't come here really, so for like four or five cases, and then mm-hmm. like Omicron showed up and was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like absolutely wreck house." I didn't ask, <laughs> but it's I obviously had Omicron. Uh-huh. There's no question. So what's which ones after Omicron? None. There have a name for Omicron. No, everybody. Well, what will come after? I don't know. Whatever P is in the Greek alphabet. Mm, okay, I feel like uh, every other week Pi. there's like yeah. Maybe. All right. So you had Omicron, but you only had two day, two rough days. Oh, it wasn't even like that rough. It was like <laughs> I was like I had the sniffles, I had a cough, like and like uh-huh. my like hips ached a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, day and a half. <laughs> Just like getting a booster shot. It was straight up like it was actually like. Not as bad. It's getting, yeah. <laughs> it's getting the booster shot. Honest with you. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I'm gonna say that, like get your boosters, people. Yeah. Uh, because the only reason it was very mild was because I had a booster. 
but um I feel great now. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I feel I feel ship shape, baby. I feel uh, like I'm ready to take on the world. I'm gonna go out fucking maskless in the movie theater, fucking throwing popcorn <laughs> in my shit face and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maximum immunity right now. I, I'm nice. at peak. I'm at peak COVID immunity. I feel so good. Um, honestly, no. It was like the only bu- the real bummer was like staying inside for ten days. I've been inside. Mm-hmm. And because Ellie got it before me, I had to be inside because I was lived in the same house as her for when she had it. And then when I tested positive, I had to be inside for another 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been inside for like two plus weeks at this point. And it's uh-huh. uh, not been very fun. <laughs> Hence the anti-shout out. That's the anti-shout out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, you know, COVID, I'm still anti-shout out. I mean, you know. I'm not going to try and get it again. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you obviously can't give a positive shout out to COVID either. No, I can't be like, great <laughs> thing to show up. I'm so glad it's here. Right. Uh, no, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. So, um, yeah, anti shout out to COVID. I got it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, doing great. So, um, and uh, we will continue to do great on this podcast. Uh, and if you have any questions or concerns about that or anything else, you can tweet at us at Nolt Podcast, N O L T T Podcast. Uh, no one likes to do a podcast on Instagram. No one likes to do a podcast at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. If you want to hear our thoughts about some bad Jason Statham movies, <laughs> Sign up for that because we're releasing about one a month. Um, we're going through Transporter 1, 2, 3, Crank 1 and 2, and then I believe the Mechanic and something like Mechanic Resurrection or something like that, I think it's called. <laughs> I'm actually mildly excited for that one. Okay. Um, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to it. And um, yeah, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch your um, piddly pods. That's about it. Next week is Fate of the Furious. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes.